From the campus of Stanford University and on location, this is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast featuring in-depth one-on-one interviews with purpose-driven entrepreneurs and high-performance game changers committed to extraordinary ideas, preeminence, and multi-generational success. Our radio show and podcast illuminates the struggles, breakthroughs, and exceptional outcomes these game changers bring to industries, organizations, and lives. Hosted by Tom Dioro, principal of Podfather Media. Thank you, Tatum. For our guest today, I'd like to welcome Lindsay Anion Breyer. Lindsay is founder and president of Anion Design a full-service design firm that provides interior design services, decorative solutions, and art consulting to residential and commercial clients. Their firm assesses clients' lifestyles and aesthetics to deliver personal and custom solutions. Founded in 26, Anion Design has completed several projects throughout the United States, several which have been published in nationally recognized design publications. As a daughter of antique shop owner and a real estate developer, Lindsay also grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, enamored, love that word, enamored with art and design. Founded in 26, as he said, um, for more information, feel free to visit their website at anyondesign.com. That's anyondesign.com. Hello, Lindsay. Honored as always and happy to see you. Thank you so much for being on The Entrepreneur Show. Nice to see you again, Tom. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Lindsay, we like to start our show off, as uh, I shared with you earlier, with a quote or a prayer or a mantra that, that you know, means or matters to you that you carry uh, you know, through with you personally and professionally. Do you have a, a, a thought or an axiom that uh, kind of reminds you or keeps you balanced, I guess, uh, throughout your day or even through your life? So I've actually ad- adopted the motto of my kids' elementary school, which is kinder than necessary. And uh, I find that so relevant to being a business owner. We just, everything is about our relationships with our clients, with our vendors, my relationship with my team. And, you know, it reminds me that to go above and beyond and take care of the people around me and um, is a, is certainly a guiding principle. I like that. You know, I've heard before and I don't know where it came from that kindness is the ultimate intelligence. <laughs> What's your thought on that? I think that is absolutely true. If, if you approach your business from, from not a profit standpoint, but a kindness standpoint, it, it, will lead you to, you know, healthy profits because you are building relationships and your, your, your business blossoms from that. And, you know, in my field, I have clients that are very like high powered tech CEOs, but on the same day, I'm talking to carpenters and I'm talking to carpet installers and cleaning crews and just, being consistent with how you treat people is just so important. What inspired you to to start your design firm? I know you're obviously from the Bay Area, as I am as well. But what was it that you said, you know, I, I, uh, I think I have something of value that I want to offer, you know, people, especially in with what I'm passionate about? 
I was really young. I was in my 20s and I'm not sure I knew exactly what I was <laughs> leaping into. <laughs> and it was, as you and I have talked about, it's in as a creative, sometimes it's a little bit of a, a curvy winding road to, to find your place. But I had been sort of around design for a long time. I felt like at one point, the career path was that I should work for a museum. I got sort of disenchanted with how difficult it is to land a museum job. But from a very early age, I can remember going into well-designed spaces and they making a huge impression on me. And I understood subconsciously that good design changes the way you feel and therefore really has the power to change your life. So, you know, I think from a very young age, I was always kind of thinking about it, but I didn't know exactly how that would manifest itself. Um, but in my mid twenties, I, I went back to school for interior design, interior architecture, Stanford's rival Berkeley. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, love them both. And, and, you know, had an opportunity. It's like one of those stories where you have the opportunity to do one project. And from there, it just sort of slowly, but it took off, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I like how you said that good design changes the way you feel. And obviously you bring that to your work, the work that I've seen you do and, and uh, the people that you've worked with. If you can kind of capture the essence of why that really means so much to you, Share it. I mean, I mean, there's not like a right or wrong answer, but I'm really curious. And I think your audience would be curious too, is like, what drives you to um, want to share that with them? Well, I really do see our projects changing people's lives, honestly, whether their space is more sort of Zen and organized and gives them in these busy lives, like space to to think and breathe and relax when, when they're at home, which obviously is omnipresent in COVID. Oftentimes we're helping people through major transitions in their life, whether it's a new marriage, it's a divorce, it's a child. Sadly, I've had a couple of clients lose a partner and they're starting a new chapter on their own. So we, we work with our clients to design these spaces to you know, really take them into the next chapter of their life. It's really a formula to, to, to kind of tease out of them, like what's going to make them feel inspired or calm or create a space where they can entertain in the way they want to. There's, there's, you know, there's so many different roles that the built interior environment plays for people. It's, you know, it's the back, backdrop of their life in addition to the uh, the design and the aesthetics you also have in my opinion gorgeous accessories and uh, just materials what uh, what inspired that as well for your uh, for your firm did you bring it on initially i far sorry founded the firm in 2006 the interior design studio and then in 2000 13, I was finally kind of opening a larger office and moving the office out of a, a space attached to my own home and looking for the sort of perfect office space in San Francisco led me to find a space on Sacramento Street, 
which was zoned for retail. And I had always sort of in the back of my mind thought I'll have sort of a gallery showroom. Didn't really plan on it happening at that moment in time with a two, two kids oh. under two and a half, but it just sort of fell into my lap. And so we opened Anion Atelier, which is kind of a hybrid of showroom, art gallery, retail concept store and has, you know, it's, it's been a challenge, but it's just such a kind of passion project of mine and, and really helped kind of define our brand in a new way. Superb. You're listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU, Stanford 90.1 FM. We're talking today with Lindsay Anion Breyer, founder and president of Anion Design and Anion Atelier. For more information, feel free to visit AnionDesign.com. Again, AnionDesign.com. So back to the, the store and your online presence. Uh, it's actually pretty captivating because I'm not not just for our interview, Lindsay, but I, I look just because I want to see what you have. Is that something that you do by design is to kind of bring new arrivals? I'm, I'm really passionate about supporting artists and artisans. So the, the Anion Atelier is another way for me to support them and showcase their work. Um, we're not looking to be like a pusher of mass market products. Um, we just, we curate other designs that we love. And yeah, it's, you know, Atelier means workshop in French. It's sort of this little laboratory for, for us to play with product and art and um, obviously reach a larger market. I'm so grateful that we had built the e-commerce out before COVID because it became so critical this year. Yeah, again, the, the uh, your presence is much greater. The visibility is greater. But what's interesting is there's not a, as I said, it's not a, it's not done for an, an a mass appeal. But there's a sense of, uh, I never thought I'd say this, but it's got, there's a sense of grace with your introduction. Is that also by design and in house? Uh, well, that's nice of you to say so. I guess so. We we really okay. we really put a lot in a lot into the website and that the way we present ourselves it's all it's all a reflection of our brand so on that brand it seems uh, as if you you have that brand as at least as far as uh, in, in my mind but also you're looking i don't know if you're looking to rebrand or, or evolve it as well can you share you know that experience and what brought that to you and in, in your culture at uh, at your firm yeah, I, I think it's um, we're we're talking to several. We actually haven't chosen a rebranding or a branding consultant yet, but we've been speaking to different firms, and it's just it's just been a like sort of fascinating project because I think a lot of branding consultants work with a very new company that's just raised venture money or something, and they're and they're getting all their branding assets together. For us, we've sort of created this photographic brand, if you will, which is a collection of like the projects we've done and the way our brand is experienced in our store. And it's been somewhat of sort of a intuitive, organic process for the last 10 plus years. But 
I'm I'm moving our store to a sort of a larger flagship store. And it was COVID just gave us this moment to pause and and really take a step back and think about, you know, how has the brand evolved in the last 10 years? Where are we right now and where do we want to go? And um, how do we want people to experience the brand through all these different mediums? I mean, you and I are always talking about podcasts and there's social media and other aspects and there's how the brand is experienced on our website and the brand experience in person as you come into our store. So we're really kind of looking at tightening all of that and, and, you know, slightly repackaging it, but it wouldn't be like, hopefully a, a drastic rebranding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what brought that upon? I mean, was it a, a galvanizing moment or moments that say, you know what, I think we want to really get, to, get into the essence of who we really are and who we serve. You know, was it a, uh, an experience, a, a moment, a bunch of them collectively? Yeah, I think it's been building. And again, just opening this new flagship store in 2021, like it, it just, it just gave us pause to, to really refocus. And um, we were working with a couple of really great uh, marketing consultants that had sort of encouraged me. I was a little hesitant to do it at first, but encouraged me to do so. And, and I certainly see the value in it now. Yeah, I like that. That's one of the great abilities I think you have. I don't know if anyone else has told you, but that ability to pause, which in my opinion, everyone needs to do. But I know when, whenever you and I talk or we discuss uh, you know, design or actually anything, there's a pause with you. Is that something that's just kind of part of your DNA or no, you consciously have that pause and then you, you, know, you, you, you say what you think and how you think you can help? <laughs> you're kind to phrase it that way yeah i think I, I think i mean clients joke that i'm very quiet at an initial meeting sometimes because there's so much information to take in and absorb about a new space and a new client so i try to listen a lot and talk when uh, i have something formulated that's value add <laughs> and not just yeah. sputter a lot of nonsense before, but I, I tend to be a big listener, I would say. And, and how's that reflective in your culture with your uh, atelier and your, your, your design firm? Well, we're definitely a design team and I, I, highly value the opinion of everyone I work with. And I think it's important to remember, no matter how successful you get, that you can always learn from everyone around you. And coming up with the best design is often distilling a lot of ideas down to what is really appropriate for this particular space or this particular moment. So I, I think my team would tell you that I do listen to them a lot. And we're we're certainly very collaborative and that that would uh, extend also to the design team that is put in place on a big project you've got you know an architect you have a lighting designer you might have an art consultant you have the contractor there's a lot of opinions and if if everyone can sort of check their ego and mm -hmm 
and work together, it's just, it hums, you know, because you come up with, you come up with the greatest design when you bounce ideas off of each other. And, and obviously our clients are really sophisticated as well. And you have to remember that some of the best ideas may also come from them. Wow. That's very open. And it's going back and it's full circle with um, your quote, which is that kinder than necessary. It's, it sounds like you, you do a lot of things more than necessary that have kind of a, a, a beauty component to them. Is that by design or it's just like just kind of the way you work or you've been trained or educated? I think honestly, it's just the way that I am. <laughs> probably the way my mother raised me, but, you know, I, I, certainly there's times where you have to, you know, we have to hold ourselves to very high standards and you have to draw a line in the sand and, and be tough and in, in design for sure. There's a lot of like high stress, complicated issues that you're working through, but I, I really try to do the right thing, which, you know, isn't always the most profitable thing or the easier, mm. easiest thing. And, but, you know, being consistent that way just is, is brings me great, greater gratitude and lets me sleep at night, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. This is the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast on KZSU, Stanford 90.1 FM. Our uh, public service announcement is for the Mosaic Project. The uh, Mosaic Project works towards a peaceful future by uniting children of diverse backgrounds, providing them with essential community building skills and empowering them to become peacemakers. Their complementary work is with youth and adults, and it not only supports their youngest peacemakers, but also enables them to reach wider communities through schools, community-based organizations, and the workplace. The uh, Mosaic Project creates microcosms of the just, diverse, inclusive world we envision, or they envision, and we all do, and demonstrates that peace is possible and inspires action. For more information, you can visit their website at mosaicproject.org. Again, that's mosaicproject.org. We're talking today with Lindsay Anion Breyer, founder and president of Anion Atelier and Anion Design. For more information, feel free to visit anioniondesign.com. Lindsay. If we go back to the uh, the 20, 2021 and uh, you um, having a new storefront, what uh, what brought that about? Especially 2021, where a lot of folks are in somewhat scaling back, you're actually expanding. Yeah, it's a little bit daunting to see boarded up retail in San Francisco. And here I am like embarking on a big <gasps> retail build out. <laughs> but we're doubling down. We're we're we have confidence that cities will come back. And it was, uh, you know, a business opportunity to buy a commercial space. And COVID actually, I felt like was a good moment to, to take advantage of um, people shifting. And, you know, there was, there was some real estate available out there that was a little bit maybe overlooked because people were just recalibrating everything in their lives with COVID. So I'm very excited that we're going to own our own space and really be able to build it out the way we want. And 
you know, have, have this beautiful new environment to host our clients when they are able to meet with us again in our conference room and present designs. And because the atelier has been successful, we just, we, we needed a little bit more square footage than we have now to, to showcase our, our designs and our artwork. And kind of, this is a raw space that I can lay out in a better way than our current space. So we're, we're extremely excited about it. Well, I'm excited for you as well. The showcasing design in your artwork. There's another thing, not another thing, but another facet to you, what you you do is there's a, I notice a consistent threat thread for all from your social media, your digital media to your actually, you know, your brick and mortar and your, your space. Is that something that you have to work on uh, consciously and consistently to maintain that level of consistent, for lack of a better word, branding? Definitely. We put a ton of effort into it. And, you know, I think entrepreneurs are kind of, they are their brand and creatives are also really, and designers are really their brand. So you start feeling like every aspect of your life is, is a reflection of your brand, right? So you can kind of go completely crazy, like thinking it through. But I think we sometimes under post on social media because we are just constantly iterating and um, analyzing internally, like what, what we put out, which we try to put out for the most part, original content that's very curated and it's, it's quality over quantity for sure. Now you've covered projects throughout the United States, obviously. Is there a, a higher concentration of a type of client that you work with, whether not, not in particular because you're reaching out to them, but they're actually reaching out to you that you've noticed? Are they tech and in other industries? What, what type of clientele, if you'd say the majority of them uh, are, if you're at liberty to share with us? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of people in finance and tech in the Bay Area. But one thing I love about working in the Bay Area is that we have clients that, you know, originate from all over the world and um, have very diverse backgrounds. So, again, that just is one of the like incredibly rewarding but difficult challenges of of creating different environments for people of different backgrounds. And, you know, we do some second and third homes. So the same client may actually demand something really different for one house over the other. And it's, it's a different design aesthetic. It's obviously a different architect, like architect or architecture. I think that's what's so challenging about high-end interior design is it's it there's nothing really formulaic about it you're creating a neat the idea is to create like a unique environment that captures your clients essence and their taste so it's it's a new challenge every time Lindsay, what uh would you uh like to share with your audience today that we didn't we haven't touched on in uh in your show that uh you'd like to share you know, honestly, Tom, I'm so inspired by the work that you're doing and uh, Thank you. the 
the platform that podcasts create, I think is just exceptional for a very busy working mother. I, I don't have as much time to read as I would like to, but I can exercise and listen to podcasts at the same time. And you just can, on a very personal level, learn so much about, you know, any subject that you want. It's incredible. So the sharing of ideas through podcasts is, is just fascinating to me. And I, I listen to so many different subject matters. I love it. Thank you very much. Lindsay, we're going to have definitely have you on again because uh, it's always a pleasure talking with Barely you. Barely touched on everything we wanted to talk about. <laughs> I know. It's it's honored, but we definitely can uh, do it another time because our, our shows are half hours, whereas they used to be an hour. But uh, thank you again, and uh, we hope to talk to you. Uh, I'm not hope. We will talk to you really soon. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank you, Tom. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Entrepreneur's Radio Show and Podcast. Our guest today has been Lindsay Anion Breyer. Lindsay is founder and president of Anion Atelier and Anion Interior Design, which is a full-service design firm providing interior design services, decorative solutions, and art consulting to residential and commercial clients. The daughter of an antique shop owner and real estate developer, Lindsay also grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, enamored with art and design founded in 26 Anion interior design and ateliers proudly completed projects throughout the United States, several of which have been published in nationally recognized design publications. For more information, feel free to visit AnionDesign.com. Again, that's AnionDesign.com. Join us again next time when we welcome another purpose-driven entrepreneur or high-performing game changer committed to ideas, positive outcomes, and a better world. I'm Tom Dior. The Entrepreneur's radio show and podcast is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and on location. The chief audio engineer is Eris Chikopoulos. Chief engineer is Mark Lawrence, and we are all assisted by Peter Caroline and Omar L. Sabrao. And the executive producer and host of The Entrepreneur's Show is Tom Dior. If you wish to contact us, our email is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. Again, that's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu.